Thank you for listening to the Lunch Pail Guys podcast. If you enjoy the show and want to support us, the best ways are to leave a five-star review and subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us on Twitter or Instagram at lunchpailguys underscore. Welcome to the Lunch Pail Guys podcast. In today's episode, we are going to talk about our Georgia-Ohio State preview and what to make of the Cowboys' win over the Eagles uh, from last week. If you missed our episode from earlier this week, by the way, we ranked the top 10 teams in the NFL and previewed the Michigan-TCU game. This is Jared podcasting alongside Lucas, Bart, and Wyatt. Again, no Aiden. We miss him, though. Let's get into a little bit of college football news we missed that we're not going to go into too in-depth. A lot of transfer news. Uh, first, Keaton Slovis transferred to BYU on the move once again. Um, so we'll see how that works out. How many schools is this at that point? At least three. Yeah, I think just the modern just day Shaquille O'Neal, you know, just collecting jerseys. The big Aristotle. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the big Aristotle. Uh, yeah, three. BYU, Ooh. Pitt, and USC. Who's the one who's trying? JT Daniels. Has he been at like five schools at this point? <laughs> He's been at Georgia, SC, and Pitt at least, right? Oh, well, the LSU know. quarterback? Was uh, he not? No, that's no. Jaden Daniels. JT, oh. JT Daniels has been at USC, Georgia, West Virginia, and now Rice. West Virginia, that's what it was. Yeah. Rice, interesting. Kind of a downward trajectory for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, in really exciting news, I think, for the Pac-12, for the Pacific Northwest, DJ Uyunglele is transferring to Oregon State. And I believe I read that's the like their highest rated player they've ever had as well, too, in terms of recruiting yeah. rankings. I'm telling you, I hope it is great going to the Pac-12 as a quarterback. I know (laughs) it's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. That's because they just have elite offensive minds. They have elite offensive minds in the (laughs) Pac-12. Unfortunate for the perception of the Pac-12, but I digress. Um, uh, in other news, 2024 Notre Dame starting quarterback Hudson Card. I'm just joking. If you would have asked the Notre Dame fan base, that's probably what they think. But Hudson Card transferred to Purdue. They somehow gave a better speech than Notre Dame did, or Notre Dame just wasn't going after him. Not sure which one. But the presumed 2023 Notre Dame starter, if you ask the Notre Dame fan base, Sam Hartman has entered the transfer portal after having a very prolific career at Wake Forest. Um, it's got Notre Dame fans very excited. So we shall see. Yeah. I'm not getting excited about players until they have signed a, a dotted line. <laughs> Peyton, Bo- <laughs> like Peyton Bowen, he, he put on the Notre Dame hat at his thing and took it off. Oregon hat, or, then Oklahoma, obviously, which, fair play, he never signed anything. Totally fair. So I'm not getting excited until anybody signs anything. I'm not getting excited about these recruiting classes five years in the future anymore. <laughs> you never know. Could turn out all right. Yeah, no, it could. We, we do have a deep class. We, maybe we'll get into that in the future week. If you want us to talk more Notre Dame, please let us know at lunchpailguys underscore Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, I'm out. Wherever. Less <laughs> recruiting class stuff. No, we're not talking about, we'll talk about anything Notre Dame. Anyway, we have an intro to Notre Dame football episode out recently, too. Anyway, <laughs> Peach, Peach Bowl preview. Ohio State and Georgia are facing off in the other side of the college football semifinal. Wyatt, what, does Ohio State have any chance in this game? What do they need to do to win? Of course they have a chance. In fact, I think they have a pretty <laughs> decent chance. Here, here's the recipe, and it's four words. CJ Stroud, hero ball. I know that we don't <laughs> like to do hero ball. I, I, we, we don't like that. 
oh, this quarterback likes to go out there and play hero ball. It's exactly why Zach Wilson no longer has a starting job in the NFL. However, I think that this is the opposite because he, he's been rather conservative so far. Um, he's really going to have to push the ball downfield. I think that one of the, my largest criticisms from rewatching and live watching the Michigan game is that I thought the play calling started to get a little bit conservative. The philosophy all year has been like, let's just get the ball into the hands of the best wide receiver room in the country and, and get out of the way and let them go do their thing. Um, and a lot of screens when, when it, maybe it's time for some big plays and you need to make something happen. Jackson Smith and Jigba, unfortunately, opted out in favor of the NFL draft following a series of hamstring injuries. Good on him. I have no hard feelings about that. Uh, it'll change his life forever. But Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best wide receiver in the country. He needs to be activated early and downfield for them to outdo a potent Georgia defense. Their secondary is probably the weakest part of their defense, even if they have a first rounder um, at the secondary Ringo. But otherwise, like, I mean, the main highlight is their defensive line. And one of CJ Stroud's biggest criticism being discussed in NFL draft rooms is his inability to play under pressure and outside of structure. I get it. You don't have to play outside of structure too often in Ohio State. Normally, you're the better team. You're the better player, and you have the better players alongside you. But when things go right for Stroud, he's amazing. He he throws the ball with a lot of accuracy. He throws uh, in rhythm with incredible timing. And under the per- perfect circumstance, he's, he's amazing. But can he extend a play with his legs? Can he make a play with his legs when he needs to? Can he find the open man through progressions when Georgia schemes away Marvin Harrison at some point? Can he stand in the pocket and take a hit when Jalen Carter is steamrolling, you know, up the gut and he needs to make a gutsy throw? And as of right now, you know, I'll tell you what, the pass rush for Georgia is, I mean, Jalen Carter is fantastic, but it's not great. I mean, they only have 26 sacks throughout the entire year, and they normally generate more pressures through blitz. Uh, And if a linebacker ends up kind of freeing up, he may have to stand in the pocket and take a hit. But, you know, still deliver a quick seam or something like that. Or, excuse me, a quick slant. So, I mean, he's going to have to answer a lot of those questions on Saturday. I'd love to see Ohio State activate him as a runner. He isn't really known for his ability to make plays like Justin Fields was. But his first college touchdown ever was actually a 47-yard rushing touchdown. So maybe he's got it in him. And I think it's going to keep the defense honest, keep the linebackers home, make Georgia dedicate more things to the run if C.J. Stroud is now all of a sudden a factor. And that'll create some one-on-one opportunities on the outside. I agree. Yeah. I, I saw an article saying that the, the way Bama played them in the 21 SEC championship is the blueprint, which is exactly what you just laid out. Basically pass often, pass early, play with aggressive offensive play calling. Let CJ Stroud mm-hmm. get it to your really, really good receivers and let them cook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the blueprint. I mean, it's going to be hard to beat Georgia, but I don't know. I don't know if they're necessarily as invincible as everybody's making them out to be. Um, I kind of with you, what, that I think, like, Ohio State is, like, a relatively good shot to win this game if they can just kind of, like, air it out, get the ball to Marvin Harrison. I just hope C.J. Stroud can, you know, do his best and win the game. Yeah, it's interesting, actually, because although a lot of the focus goes on Georgia's defense, and rightly so, their offense was really good this year, too. Both teams were, like, top, 12 i believe on both sides of the ball in terms of like yards per game and yards allowed so it really is kind of best on best in both ways i'm pretty excited to see how that plays out though i think i think georgia's physicality which michigan had as well 
might be the undoing of Ohio State. Obviously, we'll see if they can do their game plan, which I know they're going to have a good game plan going in, as you guys just alluded to, but I'd be worried about Georgia's physicality for sure against them. Yeah, well, you alluded to this, Jared. Like, I think that we don't talk enough about Ohio State's defense either. I think that you're right. They're top 15 in points per game allowed, too, and... Like, that's nothing to sneeze at either. I think, like, a lot of the sort of talk, like, especially after that Michigan game where they couldn't really stop Michigan was, like, pretty low on their defense. But I don't know. Like, I, I'm not super down on that side of the belt ball for Ohio State either. Like, yes, Stetson Bennett has won before, but I think we need to remind ourselves again, like, he's not maybe the most skilled quarterback out there. Despite him being a Heisman finalist, he was the whatever. He was behind Drew Pine in efficiency this season. Like, if you put up a competent defense against him, I don't necessarily think that like georgia will light you up sure and, and just to continue the conversation with the other side of the ball i would just sell out to the run like i think the big thing about michigan is playing against michigan we knew that they were an incredible run team so let's, let's put all of our resources on the run and then of course there were some big plays on the outside so let's lighten it up and let's go kind of more of a, a two shell and all of a sudden now big run plays commit to the run even if it even if it ends up biting you a little bit where, okay, there's a couple big pass plays here and there. I would rather it be like my best guy, CJ Stroud is going to go against your guy, Stenson Bennett. And we're going to see who wins this game rather than them trying to lay a more balanced attack. And, you know, as a defensive play caller, hopefully I call the right play for the right circumstance. Like now I've called a, a good defense for if they run a run play, but if they don't, we're screwed. I would just sell out for the run make Georgia beat you with Stenson Bennett's arm and hope for the best. Also only t- 20 touchdowns this year, which I mean, he's efficient, but he's not explosive. Yeah. Not. <laughs> yeah no kidding. Well, we'll be exciting to see how, how it plays out. Um, and before we continue quick message from our sponsor, this episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. DraftKings is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season with same-game parlays, easy and fast payouts, player prop options, and more. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Everyone can earn up to 150% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, points totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so let's get into an NFL, some NFL talk to conclude this episode. As mentioned, uh, Dallas Cowboys fans got an early Christmas gift when the Cowboys defeated the sorry Eagles on Christmas Eve. <laughs> However, Jalen Hurts obviously did not play in that game for the Eagles. He's an MVP candidate for a good reason. Lucas, do you, do you think this puts the Cowboys as the front runners in the NFC? <laughs> no, and anybody who thinks that is, <laughs> you know, they're not. They're not looking at the football game and assessing with a fair mind. That's what I'll say. I'll be nice about it. Um, a master. No, they're. I mean, they're a. Con- they're, <laughs> they're a contender. Yeah, loaded question for sure. 
from the, the world's biggest Cowboys fan. But no, I mean, they're a contender for sure. But they're still behind the Eagles. They're still behind the 49ers. They're still behind the Vikings. Just <laughs> like look at the they circumstance. They beat the Vikings by 40. Sorry. Doesn't matter. They're still behind them. I don't care. I'm just going to throw it in there. You get to make your grand dramatic statements that don't make a lot of sense. I'll make the the one sm- slightly dramatic statement by putting the Vikings ahead of them. They're at least behind the Eagles and the 49ers. Let's just start though with looking at the circumstances behind the Cowboys' win over the Eagles. Jalen Hurts, possibly the MVP, out for the game. Because of that, they played Gardner Minshew, who, as much as, again, you love him, Jared, not that great. He played Through two picks, in addition to them turning it over two more times, four turnovers. Lane Johnson got hurt. One of their best, probably their best, offensive linemen. Avante Maddox got hurt. Right after he got hurt, they gave up a ridiculous third and 30. Despite all of those things, Bartlett alluded to this in our last episode, they still had a chance to win the game, and they just like came up short. They are on the 19-yard line or whatever. 40 seconds left, just couldn't punch it home. This was far from a full-strength Eagles team, with Jalen's absence obviously being the most jarring, but this victory doesn't mean a ton. It's a good win. The Eagles are a good team all around, but nothing about it changed my perception of the Cowboys whatsoever. The issues that we knew about are still going to remain. The defense looked porous, as it always has in the last few weeks <laughs> of the season. Okay. Always. Not always. Okay. As, it, as, it, as it has in the last few weeks of the season, mm. allowing 34 points to Gardner Minshew is not great. Dak was Dak again. He threw a pick six to Josh Sweat right at the beginning of the game. Nothing new there. Dak making mistakes. That cost his team. I don't really, Just nothing about this changed my opinion of the Cowboys whatsoever. So I don't know if like <laughs> looking at this game, like a win over an Eagles team that was like pretty beat up and not even an impressive one at that. Um... <laughs> I don't think changes anything for me. So, you know, maybe they'll put together a nice run, but I just really don't think so. There are, there are significantly better teams than them in the NFC, namely the Eagles and the 49ers. Okay, good. You came back to earth a little bit. There's only two teams maybe that are... One team that's <laughs> definitely better than them, one team maybe better than in the Eagles and the NFC. I think this is an impressive win, actually. Dak, act- besides the pick six, Dak played really, really well. And the pick six was even, in a way, like... I, I kind of want to say the word fluky here, and then it went to a D lineman that he just it kind of inexplicably underthrew, underthrew the receiver right into the D lineman's hands. I think in a rematch against the Eagles, like at this point, Lucas, we are projecting into the playoffs, right? We're not just doing power rankings. I think mm-hmm. a rematch against the Eagles, I like, I like Dallas's chances. Like, why? The funny, the, no, the, here's the thing: like the funny chances. thing is that you can spin the Eagles' performance in either direction. You can say, "Look how good the Eagles are without Jalen Hurts." Imagine what they would have done if he had played. Or you can see the Eagles are good without Jalen Hurts. This is going to be a marginal gain when he does play. Like, do you think the, do you think the Eagles would have scored like fifty with Jalen Hurts? I don't think so. They haven't. They I haven't done they that. Turned the ball over season, four times. They turned the ball over four times. Actually, I think they would have scored fifty. No, they would. They haven't done it all season. They haven't done it all season. They, yeah, but they turned the ball over the four times. Have, by the they, way. they scored thirty-four <laughs> points, and they turned the ball over four times. Let's just take away two of those. I think they at least clear forty, which would have been enough to win the game. Okay, let's take away Dak. Let's take away Dak's interception too. Then, but you, you can't. I mean? like, but you Dak. can't. Dak is because, the starter, though. But he's <laughs> because thing, Dak is the starter. The yes. thing what you said is, no. or maybe it's not fluky. It is. He it's it's a trend. He does it no, every it week fluky, where he yeah. goes out there and he throws an interception. He threw away the game against the Jaguars, and he has yet to play a game without with when he throws the ball twenty five times or more without a pick an interception at some point. He has the most interceptions since coming back from injury. He leads the league with eight or twelve. Excuse me. This is not. It's not a fluke. It's not like this just happened to happen. He does this on a regular basis this year that he throws a pick. 
and they happen to be pick six, and they probably would have been detrimental if the Eagles didn't turn the ball over four times after that. Three times. It, it was only it was four. It was four. four. It was Didn't four. You turned the ball over four. Didn't you had three? There was a okay, Dallas yeah, see, fumble. How many times has Jalen turned it over all season? Exactly. So you substitute in the quarterback. I think that Minshew had many turnovers in this game as Jalen did in like the first like eight weeks of the season or something like that. So it's like if you sub Jalen in, like you probably have maybe one of those. Like I don't think it's like a one to one comparison in here. Like it's if you put Jalen Hurts in, this team dramatically changes in terms of how they take care of the ball and all those things. You can't just write off Dak. It's been a feature of his game, not a fluke. I I, I say the jury is out though on how much of a gain. Like, I don't believe that Jalen Hurts is... They're putting up 50 if Jalen Hurts is playing that game. But Sure, they, they sure they wouldn't have as many t- turnovers, sure, but I don't think they're putting up 50. Or whatever. Like, whatever that's, but that, whatever I mean, that's the difference. Going to do. Ahead, but Bart. even if they're not putting up 50, then the, the fewer turnovers would mean fewer Cowboys points, right? I mean, yeah, by, exactly. By, the, by definition. Mm. I will, it's I will just admit a fundamentally it's, different game. It's a little concerning how easily the Cowboys were able to drive on some possessions. I will say that. I thought the Eagles' defense was a bit better than that, but I still think... Like I said last week, the Cowboys win because their defense generates turnovers to, to cover up for Dak's mistakes. And I agree with Lucas. Jalen playing, it wouldn't have happened that way. And we wouldn't even be having this conversation. We'd be saying, if Gardner had scored on that last drive, we would be having the exact opposite conversation, which is, what a possible excuse is there for the Cowboys now? How do we even excuse this? <laughs> we were that close, yeah. Jared. Mm-hmm. We're like, we're 20 yards away from we're not that like, close. this whole we're thing. Not that no, we literally almost are that almost close. only counts in, in horseshoes and hand grenades. I don't understand the horseshoe part of that quote. Um, <laughs> I just want to be genuine and objective when I analyze the Cowboys as well. I, I think this was a good win for the Cowboys for their spirits. There's a handful of positives that I think fans and faculty can take away from this. CeeDee Lamb was awesome. Uh, he's I've been very critical of him, and you can uh, he's a young star, and I've said he leaves a lot to be desired. This is the closest he's come to a takeover game, I think, as a wide receiver. I think the Cowboys did a good job of keeping Zeke engaged in the game plan, even if he rode the coattails of Tony Pollard just a little bit, poaching Mm -hmm. a a touchdown after a long drive. (laughs) I know, dude. Sorry, (laughs) hurt my fantasy team. And I love that Dak Prescott (laughs) showed some ability as a runner, both as a playmaker uh, slash scrambler and a designed runner um, on a read option there, which I thought was impressive. With all that being said... This does not change my opinion one bit on where they stand with the rest of the league because we know that their A game is spectacular, one of the best in the league. We also know that the Cowboys are most likely to bring their C to F game. And they don't have a terrible win or a terrible loss on their schedule, probably because their F game is better than a team's, like the Texans' A game. But we already mentioned the turnovers for Dak Prescott, which is detrimental if they were to play like the 49ers. They'd get destroyed. The crown jewel of this team right now, the defense, has gotten to the quarterback once in the last three weeks, and they've also yeah, given up. They've given up twelve hundred yards in the, in the in the last three weeks as well, total yards. Uh, and we know that they lead the league in takeaways, and I don't think that that's off pure coincidence. It's whether it's scheme or ability or a knack to go get the ball to somehow somehow. I, I just I don't think that if they were to play again, the Eagles would turn the ball over four four times. You know, whether it's a fumble here and there, and I know that the football is a game of inches and all those things, but I mean, in a, in a different circumstance with Jalen Hurts, I don't think that that happens again. So, Jared, stop me when you've heard this before. 
if Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, C.D. Lamb, Demarcus Lawrence, Michael Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, and Mike McCarthy all do their job, they're unbeatable. But that's yet to happen, and it's not going to happen. That's yet to happen? They've done it multiple times this season. I don't They've had so. multiple very impressive wins. No, when the defense was really well, Dak was playing awful. Dak has played better, and the defense has not played well. I'm going to throw okay, my yeah, team but under say, the bus, but the Vikes game, I think all phases of Cowboys football were clicking. Exactly. One example. <laughs> but that's one example. One single game well, how many? Year. How many examples does every other team have? Not many. The were Eagles, the 49 ers Were they won by 40 the points? They have not done that. The Eagles have not done that. Come on now. Because they haven't had to. I mean, <laughs> what? It's, it's, so they didn't want to score fun. anymore or what? <laughs> yeah, they, you don't need to oh. if you're up 20 at halftime. Like, what purpose is there in doing that other than to gloat? Like the Cowboys do. They're not invested in winning a Super Bowl. They're invested in showing off. That's all. Oh, sure. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, no, the Cowboys I'll had say- a lot of injuries. The Cowboys had a lot of injuries. I'd say their run of form of not re- reaching the quarterback is more of an anomaly than the rule. We shall see. Could be wrong, but that's what I think. I don't know. I think the Eagles this game this season have complete games against the Giants, against the Titans, against the Vikings. Maybe the game against the Steelers and the first one against the Commanders. Like I think the Eagles have played like four to five complete games this year in a way that the Cowboys have. Okay, they've played at least complete games against the Colts, fifty nine fourteen. That what? I mean, if we're talking about him, I being... think we would put together a complete game between the four of us no. against the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> the Cowboys or the Vikings, obviously, it was a complete game. I don't know. The Cowboys, they're good, man. I'm excited for. I'm excited no for one's that. saying they're. I'm not hopping on here and saying that they suck. Like I, I no, I, I know, I know you're not saying. I don't believe yeah. that at all. I just don't think that they're serious. And they're, I think it, yeah. I think it starts with Jerry Jones being a, a little goofball. I think Mike McCarthy is a goofball, <laughs> and I think that it kind of trickles down to the rest of them. And you know, oh, are we gonna get OBJ? Are we gonna do this? Look how good we are. Look at the star on the side of my helmet. And then they kind of just like things start to fade out as the year goes on, and eventually. Especially if they were to get to the Super Bowl, they won't. They're not. Com- they don't play complete enough. They are complete enough. They don't play complete enough to be a team that would come out of the AFC. Bengals, Bills, Chiefs, you name it. We shall see. T. Y. Hilton, by the way, put to rest my doubt about his age affecting his speed. Yeah, I ran the, right. I ran the Eagles secondary there. That was the, he was the third and thirty dog. receiver, right? Say again. He got the pass on the third and third. Yes. Yeah, that was him. Yeah, awful safety play. Oh. You got to be the deepest man on the yeah. field. Rule number one of the safety. <laughs> and also in the NFL, they start like twenty yards off. How are you getting beat deep? <laughs> <laughs> but CJ Gardner Johnson is coming back. Uh, he's get eligible off IR in week seventeen. So problem solved. CJ TJ. If you think we put together a complete podcast, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and leave a follow and download on your favorite podcast platform as well as follow us on our Instagram and TikTok and Twitter pro- profiles at lunchpailguys underscore. We appreciate you guys listening, and we will see you guys next week.